Chapter 21, Creating a Social Media Presence. With increasing numbers of people heading online as their first step, sometimes even their stop, to researching your company product and even your personal information, in many cases, actually making their purchase there, it is mandatory that you, as a professional salesperson, whether you like social media or not, you have to be present, you have to be relevant, and you have to be there. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you understand it and promise you if you don't have time for it, that means you don't understand it and you don't like it. You don't like it because you don't understand it. Social media is the place for you to be. Now, some of the platforms that I'm going to be talking about today won't even exist sometime in the near future. The Twitters, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Instagrams, the Vines. Maybe they'll be consumed by other companies. Google Plus probably won't go away. Maybe they'll be called something different. But at the end of the day, look, you have to be in this space. If you're 65 years old and you don't understand or you're 16 years old and you're not, you're not using it right yet except to play with your buddies, you're playing some game online, you have to learn and learn to use and not be used by social mediums. Social media is a way for you to connect, prospect, and make yourself known as a professional salesperson so that when somebody's interested in your product, they're thinking you. This is tricky. This is very tricky because in social media, everything you read says, look, don't advertise there. That's not what they're going for. They're going for social medium, not an advertising. This is a very, very tricky, very creative, and, and, and very useful uh, platform, or it will, be, it will prove to, be, to you to be a complete waste of time. As I wrote in the book, if you're not first, you're last. Obscurity, not being known, is a bigger problem than even being broke. If people don't know who you are, then they cannot do business with you. If people don't know who you are or know about your product, they won't buy from you. If people don't know who you are and they're ready to buy and can buy, then they're not going to do it. Obscurity is the single biggest problem and the number one reason every business fails. If they know you but aren't thinking about you, when they go to buy that product that you represent, they will not do business with you. You have to be known. You have to be thought about. You have to be considered. And hopefully, you are the one that is first in their mind and dominating, the dominating choice for your clients. Then you have a chance of selling someone. That's how you keep your pipeline full. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram, Vine. I don't know. What are some of the other ones, Robert? Uh, Snapchat. I don't even know that. Don't use it. Insta, I said Instagram. You get the point, okay? Who knows what comes next? One day, I'm sure these names won't even exist. Some of them won't. Having been replaced by others, consumed by others, but the point is, do you have to learn how to use these, okay? Regardless of what technology replaces them, the bottom line is if you're struggling with these mediums, using them and not having them use you, it is only because you've had difficulty with other stick and stones type mediums before this, direct mail, billboards, prospecting, uh, handouts, pamphlets. Look, Facebook is just a technological way to hand out pa pamphlets at the parking lot. Have a mortgage broker here in town. It's the actor that's you know trying to raise money for their show. These are just new technological mediums that can get you in more places faster. These names today are like 
newspaper ads, of early newspapers, of the first billboards. Uh, or, you know, the, you remember billboards? I mean, I guess there was a time when the first billboard went up on the side of a road. People were like, oh my God, oh wow, right? Crazy, what are they doing? You're sitting there, hiccup, hiccup. You, you, what are you doing right now? You're telling your horse to, to pull the carriage faster. And you're like, oh, wow. They put a sign up on the side of the road. Oh, maybe I should go by. What is that? That's a car. See, social media, except for the time it takes, is a free way, a new way, not a new way, really, a new technological way to make yourself known. The key is you have to know how to use it rather than, and I've mentioned this will be the third time, rather than being used by it. You're being used by social media right now. You're not using it. Follow me on Facebook, Cardone Success. You got to follow me there because there's no room at Grant Cardone. Okay? Follow me on Twitter. And you will learn how to use social media and not be used by it. I'm using it. It doesn't use me. I use it. I want you to flip this thing, okay? I'm not going to watch, look at Facebook to see what other people are doing, dude. I'm going to use Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Instagram. I'm going to use them to make sure people can't forget about me to become the player in my space. This is the missing data from Sell to Survive. This was missing. This was asked for by hundreds and hundreds of people. Dude, tell me, in Seller Be Sold, Grant, make sure I know how to use the, sell, the, the social mediums the way you're using them so that I can sell more of my products and my services. Look, social media, for the most part, is very similar to walking into a bar or a party. You can mention business. You can tell people you're an insurance guy or a mortgage broker or a car salesman or you know, you're a, um, you're pitching a show or you, you, you know, you're in, you're in LA. So you got to talk about the, 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 the show you pitched or the script writer that you are. You can mention that, that fact at the show, at the party, but the reality is, or in the bar, the reality is dude, in a bar, people want to get drunk. They want to drink. They want to hang out. Maybe they get laid. Something good can happen. You go to a party. I want to meet somebody. I want to have fun. We're going to shoot pool. We're going to dance. We're going to. See, 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 social media, you got to figure out how do I, how do I weave in and out? How do I weave in? How do I come in, entertain a little bit, walk out? How do I get some interest and then take interest? How do I become interested in people? Get out, get interesting. You have to be willing to get interesting, be interesting, not just be interested, but you also have to weave the other one in and be interested in them. You'll find, and I've spent the last, I don't know, four years playing with these mediums, facebook.com forward slash Cardone Success, and on Twitter, I'm at Grant Cardone. probably know that already. And you're going to see me weaving in and out, being interesting, and then coming back and taking interest in people. The other thing that forces you, the other thing that forces you to take a position with social media is your public and or company reputation. Ten years ago, if someone wasn't satisfied with their service at the resort, the hotel, uh, I was in New Orleans this weekend, checked out of a hotel. I'm out of here. I'm done. I didn't post anything on Facebook about it. I hate this hotel because it wasn't really about that. But if I, if I did have a bad or negative experience there, it had been very easy for me just to go on Facebook and say, boom, I hate this hotel or giving them a review at Google. Ten years ago, someone wasn't satisfied with the service at the resort, the hotel, the car dealership or whatever, the tropical paradise, whatever, man. 
whatever the business was. Uh, you bought Cutco Nice and you hated them. But you couldn't tell anybody 10 years ago. Today, you know what you can do? You can slaughter a company. Okay, You can literally, review sites are set up for me to go and slaughter people. And trust me, people that are happy are not the people posting. Today, they're more likely to post a review online and thousands of people, related and unrelated. The worst part is that the posted comment may not even be fair, completely emotional, not even a an accurate assessment of the results overall service just happened to be one wacko that was unhappy. It only takes a few bad reviews or complaints about you, your company or your product in in order for you to lose credibility in the marketplace, in order for you to lose opportunities and have a damaged perception of you and your brand. Your customers are online. You know that. It's critical you manage your online reputation in order to protect your brand as that may be the first impression the public gets about you as an insurance agent or a mortgage broker. And you're like, yeah, Grant, that's why, you know, I don't want too much attention because I don't want people to know about me. Ooh, that's a problem. Nobody knows about you. They won't buy from you. Now, if you get too much attention, somebody's going to criticize you and they're going to post something online about you. Now, you want to manage your reputation and you see somebody online saying, oh, we can have those reviews removed. No, no, no. Don't ever worry about a bad review. Focus on getting thousands of great reviews and let the onesies and twosies fall by the wayside. Just Google Grant Cardone, okay? You look hard enough, you'll find some garbage on me. You'll find stuff that has no basis in reality at all. How do I handle that? I don't try to remove lies. I don't spend any time chasing lies. What I do is load up social mediums with content that is true about me, that is right about me, that offers information to the world about me. So I control my reputation. I'm not trying to defend myself. Social mediums like Yelp, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, thousands of blogging sites, endless, uh, what, what do they call it? Email blast, uh, endless amounts of agendas have magnified the voices of clients and potential prospects for your business. Let's face it. Almost anything can be posted about you or your company regardless of the facts. Also, it's more likely that a disgruntled person is going to take the time, a hater is going to take the time to post than a happy customer. Because the disgruntled person has so much attention tied up in what is perceived as their negative experience or exchange. No matter who you are, what you are, what your business is, how good it is, you could be angel, you could be Mother Teresa. I'm sure I could go find some trash on MT herself. You want to create more success, man, you got to get known on social media. You got to get known everywhere, okay? Somebody going to post some hate about you, and it might be your competition. You start making waves, start making moves, the guy down the street's like, oh, I'm going to try to hurt them. Don't worry about it. It's impossible. This is an impossible avoidance. You don't want to play defense in business. You want to play offense. The only way not to get attention is to hide under a rock. And even then... One day, you will be discovered. Rot, rotten, smaller, dead, and eaten by ants. You got to get out from underneath that rock. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the Google Pluses. With the influence of social media, those who are critical of you, maybe even those who are envious of you, 
And those who compete with your product, your line, your brand can easily show up online to bash you. Good, man. That means you're actually making tracks. If you're not getting some bashing, that's because you're not present, you're not relevant, and you're obscure. I don't know who you are. Criticism, dissatisfied customers, varying opinions, opposition, even intentional and malicious brand bashing are not new challenges in business. These issues have been around since the creation of gossip and competition. Who actually gossips? Very small people. Who actually competes? Look, the great ones don't compete. They dominate. Okay? Oh, competition's so good. Not to the dominator, it's not. To the dominator, he's like, dude, I'm leaving competition for the players down there. I want to own the game. These issues have been around since the creation of gossip and competition. It is the power, accessibility, and reach of the web, whatever the web's going to be tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be called. I promise you it will be called something else that makes social media reputation a new issue. Here's some ideas how you can manage negative, or in your case, you want a great, positive, shiny, bright, I'm the best, I'm the greatest. Number one, treat your social media reputation like your personal reputation. Handle social media attacks the same way you would a personal attack. Handle such attacks. Don't delegate this. Don't take it lightly. Hit it fast. Hit it often. Go at it quick. See if you can handle it. Nothing more, nothing, as my father taught me, nothing is more important than your name and your reputation, and you should do everything to protect it. That doesn't mean I try to get people to remove everything they say about me. It does mean that I would spend more time making sure the people that love me let the world know about it. Number two, handle all negative posts as opportunities. Anytime you get a negative, don't delegate this to somebody else. Call the people yourself. Go see them yourself. Hey, man, I saw you post this thing on Facebook. I saw you post this thing in this review. Can I handle it for you? You don't have to take it down. I'm just asking, can I handle it? Can we handle it? Can I do something for you? Handle these opportunities as fast as they happen. I talk about this in the 10X rule. Anytime you have a problem, it's an opportunity. Handle the, op- the, the opportunity as quickly as possible. You know, oh, I'm going to put it off. I'm going to put it off. It gets bigger and bigger as you put it off, Okay. Handle all negative posts as opportunities. All complaints, bashing, and customers' dissatisfaction should be treated as opportunities, not problems, until proven to be something else. Now, this is important, okay? The more I get known, the more I find trickles of people popping up that really hate me and don't even know me. I mean, I don't even know what they're hating on. These people don't know what I've been through, don't know what I've done. I mean, I don't even know them, and they hate now, I am not going to try to handle those people, okay? I'm going to handle truly dissatisfied customers. There's people that actually say things about me that have never met me, never done business with me, never given me a penny. Dude, they're just envious people. That's good. That's a good sign that you're getting attention to people that don't even know you. They're actually stopping what they do to pay attention to you, to stop what you do. Now, why would anybody do that? Because they can't start anything themselves. Look, if I can't do anything myself, can't create anything myself, I have to try to stop other people. See, this isn't competition. This is much lower on the food chain. The hater is never competition unless you let them be. However, a dissatisfied customer or negative post can be turned into a fan. If this is a legitimate dissatisfied customer that you could handle quickly, efficiently, with confidence, and do something to satisfy them, this could you could actually flip somebody that's very emotional and outspoken into somebody that's like, yeah, 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 into a cheerleader. My goal 
is to transform problems into wins for everyone. Number three, handle immediately. I think I've maybe suggested this already. The faster you handle it, the better off you are. The sooner you handle a complaint, the easier the complaint is, the more the more confident you appear, the more proactive you appear. Respond immediately and reasonable people. Reasonable. Hire people in the food chain. Will appreciate you making them a priority. You get a complaint. Hey, I just noticed something you post, man. Can I handle that for you? Oh, wow, man. I appreciate your response. Don't respond with the intent for them to remove a post or criticism, but rather respond by addressing their concern. Wow, I saw what you posted online. I wanted to call you right away. Don't delegate this. I wanted to call you right away and see what I could do to handle it. I had no idea, no idea, by the way, that this happened. Tell me what happened. Even if you know what happened, just tell them and let them talk about it. You know, it makes people feel good. What can I do to resolve it? Most people, when handled correctly, will then retract the post and then possibly even talk about, man, these guys are unbelievable over there. See, I want to take the problem and turn it into an opportunity. Number four, contact directly. Do not respond publicly online to something negative as you only bring more attention to it. Like any communication, it's best when handled directly in person, but then by phone or direct message or, again, my preference would be in person if possible. Be careful not to suggest wrongdoing in your message, but instead let the party know, regardless of what happened, you want to handle the upset. Number five, be proactive. The best solution to reputation management is to be on offense, not defense. Creative initiatives to collect positive posts and testimonials, even video, even better video, about you and your company, your product, your brand. Get those. Have a target to collect video content or testimonials. Like when we collect testimonials here, hey, man, what'd you think about the product? Oh, no, man, it's great, man. We use it all the time. It's, you mind if I say that? It's great. I don't tell him to write it, send it to me, email it. I'm like, dude, you mind if I sign your name to that? What are you going to say, Grant? You just said it's great. It's incredible. Everybody should be on it and we use it all the time. Is that good? See, I write it for him. I post it online with his name. I don't wait for him to send it in. Why? Well, he just told me what he wants to say about me. Don't make him work for it. Creative initiatives, proactive initiatives to collect positive posts and testimonials should be something you have a target for each month. Videos, texts, include people in blogs, have them write strategies, have them be part of your, your maybe you're your a campaign, you're a blogger, have them be part of your write-up, bring them into your office and interview your clients. Tell them about their, tell other people about their business. Man, there's so many creative ways you can do this. Aggressively build a positive public relations campaign about your good works, your endeavors, your contributions to the community, how you change things, how you make things better that will outweigh one or two or three or four negative posts. Call us if you want some direction on this. I'm happy to help you with it and how you can establish a strong, strong, offensive, proactive social media reputation. The last thing is number six, know your limitations. Look, while I believe that every complaint is an opportunity, you have to know which battles to fight, which ones to just just walk away from. There's some people whose real goals are not to even complain. It's to distract you from your mission. It's to consume you, suck the life out of you, suck out your focus and your energy. These are haters, man. This is a low-level people. You don't worry about them, okay? Any more than I would worry about a squirrel when I'm hunting elephants. Oh, my God, there's a squirrel. Dude, I'm out hunting elephants, man. I'm trying to kill something big. Warren Buffett's out trying to take down a billion-dollar giant. He's trying to buy 50. He's trying to do a $50 billion deal. You think he's going to worry about 
his, the cost of his cable this month. Don't worry about squirrels. Don't worry about screamers. Okay. Stay focused on the kill, not the squirrel. You don't need to seek resolution from low level people that are just haters. You don't need to seek them to be happy. They're vampires. There's some people who are only interested in making noise, stopping others, being negative, spewing hate. They're just envious. They're just haters. I'm going to tell you who you need to worry about, not the hater. Worry about the person that listens to the hater. Oh, man, so-and-so told me so-and-so about you. Dude, what you doing listening to them? Say, worry about the person, your friend, your cousin, your uncle, your aunt, your family member that listens to the garbage pit. Discard and don't engage the hater the low life, once they prove they are only interested in being vampires. The most important thing you need to know is treat your social media reputation in the same manner you would your personal or public reputation. Dude, somebody says something about me, I'm defending it. I'm going on offense. I'm going to fight it. It's only a matter of time before someone posts negative comments about you. If you're going to get big, if you're going to write books, if you're going to do programs, if you're going to go on TV, radio, if, if, you, if you're going to blow your company up and go public, somebody somewhere someday is going to say something that just is not true. It's only a matter of time before someone, hopefully sooner or later, starts posting negative things about you, which may include exaggerations, dissatisfaction issues, even fabrication and falsehoods. It's a fact of life that to the degree you get attention, you will also get criticism. Protecting your online reputation, however, requires that you know what you do, that the public searching you out gets the right story about you and your company, and also that you show up high on this in your space, right? Make it a priority and be proactive. Lastly, the number one excuse for not using social media is not having time, as I agree. Hey, look, I'm a busy guy. And I don't have a lot of time. But the reality is you don't have time to avoid this or ignore this. You don't have time to waste on social media like 99% of the other people being used by social media. But you definitely need to make time to use social medias so that you can get your reputation, your name, and your brand out. Make time. Make yourself known. Establish a social, strong, strong, dominating social media reputation I work three Facebook pages every day. I work two Twitter feeds. I work a Google account, a two Google account, two Google accounts. I can't even say Google and account at the same time together. An Instagram page, a Vine. Uh, what else do I work every day? I don't know if I had my phone here, I'd tell you. I write a blog once a week, minimum. A strategy once a week. Well, we write a blog three times a week. I do two radio shows a week currently. And I don't even know how much TV we shoot. Padow. And we leak it all out on social media. So speaking of time, on page 210, you're going to see the $250,000 sales success schedule. You're like, well, what does this have to do with social media? Well, the reason you don't have time for social media or the kids or another customer is because, look, you just, you're not in control of time. I control time. I am the master of time. I do not use time as an excuse. Hell, time's not even there to defend itself. Man, Grant, I don't have time. Dude, if you don't have time, why are you blaming it? Now, think about that, really. So this schedule, you can make this schedule whatever you want it to be, 250 grand, 2 million. Make your schedule. This is a $250,000 prosperity schedule. I'm using 250 because less than 2% of the population on this planet makes that kind of money. And it says right underneath it, go to work to prosper, don't go to work to work. 
Now, this is a schedule that I've used for years, and I'm about to change it. I'll tell you at the end here how I'm going to change it. 6 a.m., I wake up. The rule is I want to wake up at least two hours before I need to be any place. If I need to be someplace at 8, I want to be up by 6. At that point, when I wake up in the morning, I want to write my long-term goals down. Any legal pad will do. If you followed any of my other content, you know that I'm big about writing my goals down every day. The first time I write my goals down is in the morning. Long-term goals, okay? I own, and if you've been following me for years, you've heard these goals change as I actually share these programs. I might write today. For instance, I wrote, I am worth a billion dollars. No, actually it says I have, let me just read it to you. I have $1 billion in real estate. I own 10,000 apartments plus that earn 12% a year. Okay, it's got a number of other stuff here. I've sold over 10 million books. Now, these are goals. I'm waking up at six, legal pads by my bedside, and I'm writing it down. Okay, now I go to bed at six. I'm sorry, I wake up at six. That forces me to go bed to bed earlier. You're actually going to see me walk through the schedule. It's going to be 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. 6 a.m., I wake up. Rule is two hours before I need to be someplace. I'm going to change that at the end here. Write my long-term goals down every morning. Most people cannot do this more than three or four days. Exercise and listen to something educational while I'm working out. So if I could wake up at 6, write my goals down, boom, go straight to the gym. Now, when I'm telling you this, when I'm sharing this with you, I'm asking you to start considering how your life is set up. Uh, If you look at my life right now, I'm shooting this from Miami, Florida, Miami Beach, Florida. Two blocks from here, less than two blocks from here is my home. I rent a place. I rent there and I walk over here. I ride my bike or I drive my car. Now, I pay a lot of money to live two blocks from here and I had to coordinate the two together. And I had to give some things up rather than living in some other place so that I could be close, so I could pop in and out. Why would I do that? Because time is money. I want to be close. I want to be close to my action. Okay, I see people every day drive 45 minutes. We had a guy that worked here. Every day he drove 45 minutes. I'm like, dude, why do you do that? Why don't you just move down here, man? You know why he didn't move down here? Because he wasn't committed to working with us. Doesn't make any sense. Get close. Get as close as you can to power, get as close as you can to your dreams, and get as close to people that can help you. I don't want to be far away. I don't want to be in traffic every day. I don't want to drive. There's no money in the drive. Wake up early. Man, I ain't got time. You ain't got time, dude, because you don't control time. You're not willing to give some things up. You want to schedule, make a million dollars a year, make 250. If you're making 30 or 40 or 50 now, you're like, hey, my next move needs to be from 40 to 90 or 80, right? I want to make my next move. Well, how do I do that? Man, you, you, you got to figure out if, if, if you believe time is money, then have a schedule that controls your time so you can get more money. Seven o'clock, I'm dressed. If I have some driving time, I'm going to turn that driving time into educational time. So this will be the second time today that I've actually started to reinforce products, training, education, information. If I'm listening to the news in my car, trust me, I am only listening to the news for one reason, so that I can make the news, so that I can post about it. Eat out, okay? If you're eating breakfast in the morning, why would you eat at your house when you could go eat down the street?
There's no money in you making breakfast. There's no money in you saving money on breakfast. I grew up in a little town called Lake Charles, Louisiana. When I got in sales, I started going to the same little eatery every morning, okay? I did that every day for 30 days until I knew everybody in there. Every person in there. I knew every person by name. I I walk in, I had my own table, man. You know, 30 days before, they didn't even know me. 30 days later, I had my own table, man. I know everybody. Hey, Bear, what's up, man? What's up, Bergeron? Hey, man, what's up? Robbie, good to see you, blood. Okay? Hell, my food got cheap. They're giving me extra drinks. I know everybody. You know what? I started selling everybody. When I got done with that place, then I started gravitating to other little places. Go where the money is, man. There's no money you eat in breakfast at your skillet with your kids. Your kids don't even want to be with you in the morning. You know that. 7.45, get to work early. Arrive before everybody else. I don't know what time that is for you. Get there before everybody. Be the first one there. Early bird gets the worm. That will never change. Sit down, create a battle plan. Same legal pad. I might write out my battle plan. Different than my goals. What's my battle plan today? Who do I need to call? Who do I need to get in front of? Who would change my life today? Who do I have appointments with? Who do I need to follow up with? Dude, everything, every person I can possibly call today. Sales meeting. Hey, why don't we do a little meeting? Why don't we do a little rah-rah meeting? Get everybody jacked up in the organization. Robert's helping me with this, this recording today. How often do we have meetings here, Robert? Every day, dog. 9.05. 9-12, boom, seven minutes into the deal, maybe maybe tw- 12 minutes into the deal, we're out of it. Just get everybody in, get everybody on the same page, get everybody focused. You got three people in your organization, get all three people together every day. Get some kind of collaboration because if you don't have some kind of collaboration every day, what you're going to have is collaboration. Collaboration, not to have collaboration. Collaboration, not to bring our think together and say, okay, what are we doing here? Look, this is necessary. This is vital, okay? I'm getting up early. I'm writing my goals down. I'm writing down a battle plan. I'm working out in the morning. I'm listening to some good stuff, okay? I dress, I try to dress for success, try to look, you know, keep keep the edge on, looking good. You guys with the big floppy suits, man, you need to get the little, you need to get the pants down to something a little tighter, get back to the slim cut, okay? You don't need to go for the oversized jacket anymore. It's out. You feel you got to stay current, baby. Got to stay relative. If you're going to drive to work, make it short and make sure if it's a 40 minute drive, dude, fill it up with educational time. Turn that freaking that that that, that chariot you're driving into a library and eat out every morning. Now I've done all this by the time I get to the office, seven forty five, and we have a sales meeting that's over with by seven eight o'clock in the morning. And this is what I've done. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna create a hot list. Who can I get in front of today? Save a deal meeting. You're a salesperson. Who have I worked this week that I need help with? Who do I need to save a deal with? Okay. I'll give you one piece of data right now that will make this book, this audio program with millions to you. Every day, have a save a deal meeting. Who can we save a deal with? Who have we worked that yesterday, two days ago, three days ago? This week that I need help with, save a deal. Who do I need help with? Help a deal. Who do I need somebody to make a call? Who do I need a client to call? So I'll actually have a legal pad with help. I'll have 
Mr. Smith, Mr. Johnson, you know, these people need to be called, okay? This company over here, I need to call them. I need help getting a, a call with Intel, uh, with TrueCar. I need, who knows, who knows these people that can help me get in front of this person? Massive outbound action utilizing my battle plan. Today, I am going to take massive action. Tremendous amounts of activity. Okay. This is my schedule now between eight o'clock in the morning and noon. I'm going to follow up 100% of yesterday's business. Every person I talked to yesterday, every person I emailed, every person I talked to, every person I thought about, every person that I had a idea about, pow. What up? Calling them back today. I'm going to call five clients regarding service updates. Hey, I noticed you've been on our program for a while now. How we doing? How's it going? Any way I can help you with service? That's five clients a day. I'm going to call last week's mailers, mail outs, emails, strategies, at least five people that we mailed out last week. I'm going to email blast, fax blast, text, whatever the next technology is, post, repost, tweet about at least five people, and I would prefer to be 50 people. So between 8 o'clock in the morning, our sales meeting, and noon, dude, what am I doing? No white space on my calendar. You want to meet the devil? Do you want to meet doubt and uncertainty? Do you want to meet fear and anxiety? Have some white space on your calendar. I promise you. The devil will come meet you before you die. You want to find out the devil's real? Just leave some white space on your calendar. Okay, you want to find out if doubt and uncertainty, you know why so many people are on prescription drugs today? Because they don't stay busy enough. Chapter 21, part two continues up next. Get ready.